morning, everybody. This is Jonetta, and they did not get the memo. Woohoo! It's Friday! <laughs> it's party. Go ahead. It's Friday. It's my birthday. It's Friday. Anyway, yes, I celebrate Fridays. But this week, I am so, let's see how they said, dog dead, tired, or dead dog tired, that I'm not much at celebrating. I'm just anxious to get to work, get home, and lay down. But, woohoo! It's Friday! Go Friday! It's my birthday! <laughs> anyway, listen, I was watching the news, and I ain't trying to bring everybody down. But they were talking about the richest people in the world that, well, in America, that aren't paying their share of taxes. Uh, I think it was so many billions, three, thirty billion, or something like that in back taxes. And they said that uh, the IRS is understaffed and they don't have enough people to do audits. Well, I beg to differ with them because, well, that was 20 years ago. Well, if that's the case, if they can't audit the rich, and it ain't too many of them, then I guess all they do is audit the poor. So if you're not running the country, then you must be poor, even though you've got all the bells and whistles that go with living an upper-class life. If you're not running this country, that means you're amongst us, the poor, and we get audited. So if they got enough people to audit the poor, why in the hell don't they have enough people to audit the ultra-rich? Huh? It ain't too many of them. It wouldn't be hard to do. This is the kind of rhetoric that certain news stations are always trying to shove down our throats. But anyway, we're not going to get stuck on that. I just had to share that with you, the statement that was said on Channel 2. They don't have enough people to audit the, the ultra-rich. And there's not that many of them. So, I don't think there's much validity in that, that statement. I don't know where they, Channel 2 got it from. <laughs> but it don't make sense to me. And here's another thing. I have to ask myself. Do they really think we don't listen to every word they say? Kind of like uh, when that news reporter said, what about people getting free money? Free money. The stimulus money was tax dollars returned to us in our time of need. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. I wanted to read something else to you today. Um... I don't know if I'll have time to do it, and it, it's, uh, I was leaving work yesterday, and this gentleman turned around and said, would you take one of these papers, and it says on the title, <clears throat> excuse me, a grown man groans mama, it says, when the pleas of a fully grown four-year-old man 
reached the point of moaning for his mother, that he is broken in heart, mind, and spirit. The oppressors knowingly with a false sense of superiority, superiority, you know what I'm trying to say, superiority, sprinkled with glee, self-appointed themselves to be the judge, jury, and executioners of Mr. George Floyd. As they discarded the fact that they were in the public in broad daylight and being videoed for the world to see. When a grown man cries out for his deceased mother in tones reminiscent of the painful moan uttered by his former slave parents. Such punishment is sending that man's soul back to the time when there was absolutely no hope, no relief, relief except for the relief of ushered in by death. You know, reading this statement has really touched my heart. But let me get through it. But the slave masters in the case of George Floyd were four inhumane individuals who, disgracing the uniform of the Minneapolis Police Department, thought that the blue coat of silence would once again protect them from the wrath of the public seething with no justice, no peace. The challenge of the Minneapolis Help me, Lord. The Minneapolis police public relations are no different than that in many cities and towns around America. Race and racism compounded by cultural incompetency are a big part of the problem. However, actually, the real problem and the associating challenges are very serious universal problem that supersedes police and the public engagement. Someone sold a lie and a bunch of folks bought the lie. When a grown man cries and moans for his mama to the point of urinating on himself, he is at that moment of anguish desperately reaching out for that which his original essence inherently know is his rights. Namely that all men are created equal and endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights. Life, liberty, and the right to breathe. But someone told the lie that these self-evident inalienable rights were not the inherent property of the children of Africa. And too many of America's police bought that lie. Not only did the police buy that lie, but our education system also bought that lie well as many of our faith leaders. 
they too bought that lie and even tried to use Bible stories such as Noah's sons to support that lie. They wrongfully concluded that Noah's son Ham was the father of all Africans. Uh, a people cursed to be hewers of wood and drawers of water for the world. Such lies and religious misinterpretations make it easy for one race to look down upon another race. This is the root problem of America's systematic racism. So putting a knee on the neck in order to cut off the lifeline that connects the heart to the intellect, brain in parentheses, didn't start in Minneapolis or America's police. It started when lies were sold in the name of religion that allows one to mute their own human consciousness and sensitivities in order to falsely justify the mental, social, and physical killing of another human being. However, even a muted conscious will respond to a grown man moaning for his mama. Prophet Muhammad said, "Paradise is at the foot of the found is at the foot of the mother." I repeat. Prophet Muhammad said. Paradise is at the foot of the mother, the foundation. Jesus Christ said in his moment of anguish, behold your mother. <laughs> uh, please forgive me, people. I was trying to do this in peace, and apparently, <laughs> apparently, okay, let's get back to the subject at hand. When you hear a grown man cry for his mother, even the police blue code of silence will shout, no justice, no peace. And even kill with the protesters. Yes, even white silence will shout. I can't take it anymore. But sadly, the White House remains silent. The necessity of Black Lives Matters will continue as long as people continue to buy the lie that children of Africa don't matter. The BLM movement is an indictment against white racism, white silence, and white patronizing. An indictment that will continue until the lie has been crucified and removed eternally from our society. Now is the time to uproot and destroy the lie. A time period First, when a grown man moans, Mama, 710 A.D., Moors, black people from Africa, northwestern Sudanic region, 
invaded and occupied Spain for approximately 800 years from 711 to 1492. They sent for various fruits and vegetables from Africa to improve the health of Europeans. They invented raised sidewalks, the street lamps seen in cities all over the world, beautiful mansions, masjids or masks, mosques, public baths, and other beautiful structures that still stand in cities around Spain today. But the biggest and greatest invention of the Moors was the medical profession. Europeans offered no competition with Moorish advances in pathology, etiology, the study of diseases, therapeutics, surgery, and pharmacology. Texts were written by Moorish physicians describing surgical technique and the instruments that were used. Doctors specialized in pediatrics, I apologize. Obstetrics. O-B-S-T-E-T-R-I-C-S. And ophthalmology. And in the treatment of hernias and tumors. The Moors had introduced to Europe more effective irrigation systems, various fruits, horticultural methods, which were virtually unknown outside of Africa. Even their most implacable Spanish enemies acknowledged that the Moors were superb agricultural scientists. They reconstructed and improved, sorry, improved the old Roman irrigation systems and introduced a variety of new crops like cereals, beans, peas, various types of olives, almonds, and vines invaluable sources of protein and other indispensable nutrients. People from the other European countries and Arabia and as far as China had to travel to Spain and sit in the classrooms of the Moorish universities and be taught the medical profession and many other subjects pertaining to the operation of civilization by black-skinned, curly-haired professors. The Moor cities of Seville and Cordova were intentionally known for beauty, scholarship, and culture. Cordova is said to have some two, some 20,000 bookstores. The Moorish city of Cordova possessed in the 10th century 1,600 mosques, 900 public baths, 213 and 77 middle-class homes, 60,300 6, 6, mansions, 80,455 shops. Wealthier homes consist of two floors, a library, gardens, and running water. The Egyptians, as the world knows, were the architects of the pyramids. But the Nubians, black nation, 200 miles south of Egypt, Egypt, helped their black Egyptian brothers by using levitation, mind power, to lift over 2,000 
pound stones up in place to form the great mass of bricks. These same Nubians built the world's first spaceships and other flying objects thousands of years ago. Newly discovered, I'm going to spell the word for you, H-I-E-R-O-G-L-Y-P-H-I-C, hieroglyphic of Nubian aircraft. Newly discovered hieroglyphic of Nubian aircraft on interior wall of pyramid reveal on History Channel TV program in the year 2000 backs this fact up. The black man is the father of civilization. Africa is the cradle of civilization. Google or order from Barnes and Noble Bookstore, where I bought my copy, Golden Age of the Moor, edited by Ivan Van Sertima. This was given to me by a brother yesterday, and this was written, A Grown Man Grown's Mama, by Iman Michael, Mikhail Sahir. Anyway, that's just one paper. I have another one that he gave me. I'll read to you tomorrow. I just wanted to share, you know, a bride, a bride, broad, a bride, a broad spectrum of um, subjects. So I hope you enjoyed that story, barring the uh, interrupting phone call. I'm not good at editing, so you're going to hear that in the middle of my uh, reading. But I I, uh, gave uh, the gentleman who gave me this paper one of my podcast cards, and I hope he'll listen today, and um, I hope uh, it meets to his approval. I I was going for reading a, I forgot to put on my Do Not Disturb, but um, as you know, I'm constantly helping people. And they're constantly reaching out to contact me to see if I'm okay, to let me know they're okay. You know, I not only just go to work and try to take care of myself and recover from cancer and uh, my other illnesses. I'm also trying to be a part of the solution, not part of the problem. Anyway, you guys, I love you, and there's nothing you could do about it. (laughs) It's Friday. Go Friday. Go Friday. Anyway, have a good day. Your day start off good. Let it stay good, okay? You remember, you got to fight for your joy. It's not, I mean, there's people there. Their job is to make other people's life harder than it needs to be, okay? Being that you got that tool now in your arsenal, uh, it's called knowledge. You can uh, seize the day. Corpe diem. All right, continue to wear your mask. Continue to wash your hands often. Continue 
to practice social distancing. Uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good day. Bye, babies.